So this is Ellen's story. Ellen loved her job. And her, her company had a, had a relaxed attitude about time off. If you needed time off, you told your manager and you took the time that you needed. So no one was accounting, like if you had to go to a two-hour dentist a dental appointment, you didn't, you didn't have to take that from your personal time off bank. You just made up the time later and it was fine. It was, it, it, the work got done. Until Laura. Laura discovered that she could literally double her annual time off by leaving for anything, anything at all. Laundry crisis, she had no clean pants. You have to stay home to take care of the pants situation. So that was a day off. She was emotionally distraught after watching a sad movie the night before. So she had to take four hours the next day and not work because she was just too sad to work. It was that again and again for three weeks, three weeks of time built up. Laura had time theft down to an art. And Ellen and her coworkers, they were less than amused. Ellen's manager, of course, was aware of the problem. Everybody was aware of the problem. And everyone in the department was having to work extra to help out because there was an excess workload. There was a week and a half of stuff that, uh, each year that didn't get done. And they wanted justice. And they got it, sort of. The relaxed time off was replaced by a new departmental, new departmental policy that all time now must, must come out of their PTO, their personal time off. No exceptions. Everybody had to pay for Laura's transgressions. As you hear this ancient story, who do you say was accountable for the transgression in the garden? Listen to this story from our scriptures. The snake was the most intelligent of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say that you shouldn't eat from that tree in the garden? And the woman said to the snake, we may eat the fruit of the garden's trees, but not the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. God said, don't eat from it and don't touch it or you will die. The snake said to the woman, you won't die. God knows that on the day that you eat from it, you will see clearly and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was beautiful with delicious food and that the tree would provide wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it, but also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then they both saw clearly and knew that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made garments for themselves. During that day's cool evening breeze, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden. The man and his wife hid themselves from the Lord. God in the middle of the garden's trees. The Lord God called to man and said to him, Where are you? The man replied, I heard your sound in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman you gave me, she gave me some of the fruit from the tree, and I ate. The Lord God said to the woman, what have you done? And the woman said, the snake tricked me, and I ate. Ellen wasn't having it. 
she went to her manager and said, look, this woman that you hired was the one. Why do the rest of us have to suffer? Because she thinks that the rules don't apply to her. Now, Laura, Laura had been named. And so she had to say something. So she did what most people will do. She rationalized and she blamed. Well, no one ever said anything to me, and you all take time off too, which was kind of true. The manager just replied, well, the new policy is just fair to everyone now. Within two weeks, Ellen and Laura quit. Everybody lost. The manager lost two employees, including one who absolutely loved her job. Ellen told me that she, she quit her job because that she really liked because she felt angry because there was no accountability. Accountability. How do you feel when you are being held accountable for something? Or, or even when you're holding somebody else accountable? It is so uncomfortable. It just feels bad. And it feels judgy. It can feel judgy no matter which side you're on. You feel bad about yourself sometimes. And you're, even if you're the one who is holding somebody else accountable, you can feel bad about having to do it. Managers will take extraordinary steps to avoid confronting bad behavior. Managing instead by policies, which are really just kind of centered around one person, but it seems more fair if, or less targeted, if it's just a policy. And how many people will deflect accountability, try to hurt or embarrass the person who is holding them accountable? Or how many people will threaten a lawsuit? This is a common one. They'll threaten a lawsuit. Or if they know that they're looking for the buttons to push, they know that maybe if I call them judgmental, the shame of that word will cause them to back off. The truth is, is that most of us are not good at this stuff. Some of us are better than others, but this is not an easy thing. Now, church communities, from the very earliest days, they had to learn to navigate this course between being not being judging people, because we, they knew from Jesus' teaching, judging people was wrong. And yet, holding them accountable, too. Brothers and sisters, if a person is caught doing something wrong, you who are spiritual should restore someone like this with a spirit of gentleness. Watch out for yourselves so that you won't be tempted, too. Carry each other's burdens so that you will fulfill the law of Christ. Each person should test their own work and be happy with doing a good job and not compare themselves with others. Each person will have to carry their own load. Everybody knew that Laura was doing something wrong. Everybody knew that. Laura knew that she was doing something wrong. The snake knew that it was doing something wrong. 
And Ellen was so caught up with comparing herself and her situation with Laura's that she allowed Laura's transgressions to make her so angry that, that she left a job she liked. And, and the manager, my guess is that the manager likely thought that she was handling this gently by not naming Laura. But they all ended up losing. Accountability, justice in Christ's way, always has the goal of restoration. Restoration, it's always the thing that's in mind. The motive is always to help the other person out. This is tricky. What Ellen's manager likely thought was the gentle approach here, not to name Laura, not to, not to discipline her directly, that wasn't to help Laura. It was to avoid conflict. Holding Laura accountable for theft isn't the same as condemnation. Parents who don't hold their kids accountable because they don't want to fight. How does that, as a parent, how does that work out in the long run? Jesus again and again teaches that our motivations, what's in our heart, matters as much as our actions. You know, there's that little phrase that goes around. People say, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's not Jesus' teaching. Jesus says our intentions, our motivations matter a lot. And there is no pleasure in disciplining Laura. But looking the other way, while Laura stole, that, that doesn't help anyone. You can speak the truth in love. Having the integrity to say that stealing is wrong. In truth, not holding Laura accountable eroded the trust among the coworkers. There is a wisdom in learning that path of holding people accountable but not becoming judgmental. That's the, the temptation, I think, that Paul was warning about in his words. Don't give in to the temptation to become judgmental. Judgment seeks to hurt the other person. That's the throwing of stones that Jesus was talking about. Successful managers have to learn this path. Good parents have to learn it. Healthy couples have to learn how to have hard conversation. And maybe, maybe, the greatest danger isn't from becoming judgmental, not giving into that temptation or becoming a vengeful person. Maybe the greatest danger that's in front of us is giving into the fear of conflict over the health of your family, of your workplace. And so what about you and me? When have you avoided holding someone accountable out of fear? I'm going to guess that if your experience is like mine, it, it, it didn't go well in the long run. The good news is that Christ's way of living, 
offers a path of justice, of accountability, along with compassion and mercy. It is a path that offers hope for families and for communities and for workplaces. If, if we have the courage to walk it together. Will you pray with me? Lord, your way leads to light, to both justice and mercy. As we sing, grant us wisdom, grant us courage to speak truth in love, and to receive words of accountability with grace. Fears and doubts too long have bound us, so free us from weak resignation and allow us to grow. In your way, we pray. Amen.